Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Portions of the Orders Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. One oh six in Edmonton, second hour of Oilers Now. Brendan Ulrich, Dave Campbell with you. Bob Stoffer, the birthday boy, flying to Vancouver today. The Oilers uh, will open up their final road trip of the season tomorrow night against the Canucks. They also play in Calgary on Saturday. Some guests on Oilers Now receive gift certificates from Japanese Village. Three locations, downtown, south side, and on the north side. You can call on our Oilers Now hotline, 780-496-0063. Brought to you by Larry the Cable Guy on April 14th. Live at the River Cree Resort and Casino. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can text us, 630-630. Brought to you by Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Or check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. Follow us on Twitter at Oilers Now. In this segment, we will be talking about who the Oilers should target on the wing this offseason. Now, they don't have a lot of trade assets, so that's why I was sort of uh, throwing out the option of Thomas Fennec, and uh, it's creating uh, quite the discussion on the text line right now. And uh, here's the thing about Vanek. I'm not sure I'm sold on him as the individual. But as the player last night, he has a lot of tools, I think, that would uh, click with a guy like Dry Suddle. He can shoot the puck. And uh, it seems like he's maturing as he gets older. I don't know what his issues were early in the career, why he's uh, you know, moved, moved on from so many teams. But it sounded like in Vancouver, he was a good mentor for Brock Besser. And now you look at uh, what he's done in Columbus since, he was been, since he's been traded there. He has 13 points in 14 games. He's plus... 12. Now, I know Wenberg was plus 6 last night, so I'm not sure what Vanek was. I'm sure he, he was close to that as well, which may inflate those numbers. But, 13 points in 14 games, it would be a cheap option on the free agent market. As Craig talked about, it would like whoever he signs with, it will likely be an incentive-type deal. And look at the other options out there. You're dreaming if you think the Oilers are going to be able to afford JVR, Neil, Kane, Kovalchuk, or Rick Nash. I just don't see any way that the Oilers can go out and sign one of those guys. Grabner is out there. Maybe he's an option. I haven't been that impressed with what he's been doing in New Jersey since being dealt there, though. But he does have speed. He's a good penalty killer, so he could be an option, too. After that, the list drops off completely. We're talking about guys like Hartnell, Sharp, Stafford, and so on in free agency. So not a lot of options out there. And I just look at what the Oilers did this past offseason 
They brought in Jokinen as a veteran option, Ratty, and he was uh, in the minors. So they sort of banked on all these guys stepping up and doing something, and it didn't happen. Now, I'm a big believer in Poliarvi. I still think next season he will become a top six player on this roster. But that's just one guy. I mean, you look at Nugent Hopkins with McDavid, Ratty, that's still a question mark. I know everyone's so impressed with what Ratty's doing. I'm impressed too, but we need to be careful here. Is he an option next season? I don't know. Maybe he's figuring it out. He's 25. Could be an option, but you need to be careful there. Do you bank on Poliarvi, Yamamoto heading into next season? I don't know. If you can, make that same mistake. Like, if the Oilers had signed Vanek this season, for example, and he had 40, 50 points at this point, where would the Oilers be? Would they maybe be better off right now? I don't even know if Vanek would be an option. Like, would he want to sign here, this and that? I'm just throwing a veteran player like that out there as an example that has some tools that could help this roster. I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. So you can text us at 630-630 or call us. I love this one text. I believe this is from Topher. See, I use the new text system, and it doesn't actually show their name unless they uh, sign it. I know Bob uses the old uh, system, but it does say from Red Deer, so I'm assuming this is Topher Allen. If I was a player, I would wish you to be the GMBU because I could have one good game and make bank. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, so I admit it. Maybe I'm just mesmerized by what he did last night. But I mean, he can shoot the puck. This texter from Grand Prairie says, I would definitely sign Vanek. Guy can score. Also makes whatever line he's on an offensive weapon. I mean, he's looking pretty good with Wenberg right now. Jenner and Wenberg were struggling big time this season. All of a sudden, Vanek gets there, and they look unstoppable together. No more washed-up for agents. Oilers don't need any more Lucic. Draft, draft, draft from a texter out of Killam. The thing with Vanek, though, it's no risk. I mean, it's one year. A one-year deal, likely a $2 million. You could always ship him off to another team. Teams are willing to take chances on him, it seems like. So I just, just an, it's just an enticing option. Vanek A might work with dry settle crest, question mark, uh, Ulrich for GM. Mike says, Vanek, Grabner, Carlson equals playoffs. The Fizzler says, so the others have no assets to trade and no money to sign good UFAs. Looks like another banner season next season. Well, the assets that the Oilers have to trade are Nugent Hopkins, a cleft bomb, maybe the pick. Maybe that's who the Oilers trade to get the winger I'm talking about or the defense we're talking about. You know what? More people are starting to agree with me on Vanek, Dave. Are you are you watching this on the text line right now? It's amazing. I thought it was crazy. You're turning people. <laughs> you know, look at you, the trendsetter over here. Um, I, I don't know if Vanek's the answer, but I think... When you look at the Oilers roster now, they got they got issues on the wings. You know, they, they might have solved their left wing issue with Connor McDavid. Ryan Nugent Hopkins has been a great fit. You know Dry Saddle can play up with McDavid, but you don't want that all the time. You want him as your second line center, but who plays with him? Is Pully Arvey gonna be ready for for the top six role? Kajula is not a top six winger in my view. Raddy, I don't think, is a top six player right now. Although maybe he deserves a chance to compete. Who knows? It's a good run. But be careful with players at this time of the year when the pressure's really off. Not saying the pressure's off for Raddy. He's trying to impress the brass. But at the same time, the Oilers are 
you know, playing out the string here. So they have problem on the wings. They do. So <laughs> unless you can unless you can trade for someone, but then again, we already talked about that, right? Yeah. You're, you're not trading Nuge now. You can't do that. Maybe it's the pick. Like maybe it's the pick. And I don't want to do that either. But well, well, you have to wait and see where they pick. Of course, I don't think this. If group, it's seven to ten, maybe that's something you could do. I don't think this management group wants to plunge this team back into a rebuild. So maybe the number yeah. one pick is something that you would put in play. So that's something to watch. By the way, the draft lottery odds came out today. The Oilers are yeah, I saw nine. that briefly. The Oilers are in the ninth spot, I guess, right now. Yeah. So they would have a five percent chance at picking first. Last year it was five point four percent. Last place, by the way, is at eighteen point five percent. So we may see uh, a team miss the playoffs by one point, pick first overall this year. Can you imagine if? No, no never mind. We won't go there. Like the Ducks or someone <laughs> miss the playoffs by a point, and they get dollar. Like something like that could happen. You never know. <laughs> then they'll change the uh, draft format again because they can't seem to decide on which format they want. So I don't know. But, yeah, I think the first-round pick might be an option. People are talking about Max Domi a lot. Of course, he's an RFA. He's 23 years of age. That's someone you could consider, yeah. I I like Domi's tool set. Competes hard. Tough as nails. Has skill. A tough year, though, in uh, Arizona, of course. Just uh, 37 points, 8 goals in uh, 76 games. But he's a young player. Maybe he needs a, a change of scenery. That would be a guy I would consider. I don't know what it would cost, though. Like, I don't think Arizona is just going to ship out Domi for nothing. You need to have an asset you're willing to move. I don't think he deserves an offer sheet either. Yeah, I and mean, he can't do that. So. No. No. That's an issue. It's a big issue, for sure. Now, if they win one of the top three picks or whatever, they could drop their winger. Sure. Kachnikov or Zadina, that's another option. But mm-hmm. I don't know if that's uh, likely at this point. Give it up on Vanek BU. He wouldn't help. Secker and knee, Talbot stopping pucks, Cleffbaum injury, Larson's father passing away, unfortunately, a flu bug. Did you want to sign Yager too? Maybe you should apply for Calgary's job, Brian S. No, I did not want to sign Yager. Actually, I made that clear on this show that he was done <laughs> in the offseason, and that's not a guy I would look to bring in. But with Vanek, he's still producing. That's the fade. Well, as much as, you know, and I do agree with Bob Stoffer's point last hour that why does he move around so much? But, you know, why do teams sign him to short-term deals? I will say this, too. Why do teams have interest in him? Well, the last two teams, here's the thing. The last two teams he's signed with, he's signed with Dave, are Detroit, yeah. who missed the playoffs. So mm-hmm. they end up trading him at the deadline for a rental yeah. to Florida. Then he signed another one-year deal in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And they, he, I think if I'm Vancouver, maybe they want to resign that guy because he helped Besser. But they trade him for an asset at the deadline. So that's why he's played for four different teams in the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. I know everyone looks at what he did in Montreal in the playoffs way back when, and everyone hated him then, but <laughs> maybe he's maturing as a player. It happens. Well, I mean, it, when you're in the order situation, when you, you don't have an obvious you know, option on the right side, then you're in situations where you have to try and find and fill that gap. You know, and Vanek does fill a need if, you know, and the Oilers have a need. They need to find someone to play with certain players, McDavid, Dreisaitl. It's not the best option, but at the same time, you know, you're hoping that this is a short-term option, right? So 
I mean, when when the when the trade was made for Mike Camilleri, it was I mean, UC Okun was doing nothing here, and unfortunately, Mike Camilleri hasn't done much either. But you understand why Peter Shrelly made the deal. He just he lost out on that deal. I don't know if he lost out. Maybe it's more even. Well, yeah, I was just taking a chance on another guy. Yeah, with some different a different tool set, and it hasn't worked. But it just shows you the the lack of a, a certain area in the organization and when you don't have enough of uh, of of what you need and in this case the Oilers need wingers on the left and right side if you don't have enough of it you got to find a way to fill spots right because this group coming back next year it's not going to fill the void unless you have a better de- defense defensive uh, structure and, and a d- defensive system and or more more importantly and we've talked about this before when you and I have been on on, on in this time slot is a healthy decor more continuity in that decor, right? And yes, some better play from the goalie, from Cam Talbot. But overall, I think Talbot has been good. You know, I think the the five on five numbers seem to be good. the 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 penalty kill situations have really hurt Talbot and, and, and the team. But the lack of continuity on defense is tough. Yeah, and, like and, last night, the D is what it is, and they've been sort of masking the issue over the last yeah. few games. But it caught up to them big time last night. And uh, we saw some glaring issues. And yes, Clapham will be back. Sakura, we hope, gets healthy. Larson, he's dealt with some things this season. He, he's been banged up at times. The father passing away it was very tough on him, as you would expect. So you feel for him. But he's playing good right now. Mm-hmm. Nurse has stepped up. I think maybe he's playing a little too much lately, but he's sort of forced to play so much because of what the others have on D. Uh, so it is what it is. I would still be a little bit worried about the D heading the next season because that's a big increase in goals against from 212 to 250 and counting, yep. by the way. There's still five yeah. games left. Yeah. So we're looking at maybe 260, 275, 260 yeah. to 270, that range. Yeah. So uh, you just look at that. And, and then the offensive part from the D, they aren't getting any production offensively from the back end either. So no, it's you look at a team like Columbus last night, a lot of their forwards haven't been uh, knocking out of the park this season, but they are getting that production from the back end that is really helping them score goals. So you just sort of wonder what the Oilers would be able to do if they had some more offensive D-man here scoring goals. Well, first, it would help the power play, number one. But two, five on five. McDavid's getting breakaways galore, odd man rushes. If you have some elite puck movers on the back end feeding him the puck when he is in stride, look out. It's, it's You can't stop that. So, The Fizzler, again, I have a serious question here, BU. Why do you guys care so much about McDavid winning the Hart Trophy? If he wins, are fans supposed to reframe this season as a success? Or is it just more typical attempts by you guys to sell hope? The Oilers were ranched this year, and no amount of personal awards from McDavid will make uh, people forget that fact, The Fizzler. Well, <laughs> The Fizzler uh, hates everything. Fizzler, you're, you're angry. You're just angry all the time. I think fans like watching Connor McDavid, number one. They want to root for Connor McDavid. They want to see him succeed. They want to see him win the scoring race. Why is that so hard for you to... Uh, I mean, why are you so negative about that, Fizzler? I think what we're watching McDavid do right now is uh, incredible. And I think... I said last time I hosted this show, Dave, that I think McKinnon should win the Hart Trophy. But... That my, my stance on that has shifted 100%. Yep. I am on McDavid's bandwagon right now. I think he's sprinting towards the finish line. Others are stuttering. And the interesting thing is with this ballot thing, I think you have to put five players on there. 
everyone's going to have a different five players, but I do think everybody's going to have Connor McDavid on their on their ballot somewhere in the top five. Yeah. I would be shocked. Like I'd say 100% of the people will have McDavid somewhere, whereas will all five of the people have a Kopitar or a Hall, or will they have Malkin? And, I don't know. Yeah, it's, There's going to be some split there. I agree with, uh, I agree with Simmer. I don't think he'll win it, but I, if I was voting, I would vote for him. Yeah, I, I agree with Simmer, Craig Simpson, uh, last half hour, who said the criteria of the award or the, or the description of the award, it's too, it's too base. It's too, it's too simplistic, right? I do think the playoffs are a factor in the voting because the point of the regular season is make the playoffs, okay? It's not the most outstanding player. It's not awarded to the best player. We already know who the best player in the league is. It's Connor McDavid, hands down. There's, there's no debate about that. Nathan McKinnon, though, the fact that the Avs are struggling to make the playoffs, makes me. it makes it hard for me to look at him. You know, and I look at Connor McDavid, it makes it hard for me to look at him at, at times, too. He's yeah. the best player in the league, there's no doubt. But even he had his struggles. His consistency wasn't there in the early part. I mean, he's so good, he could he could score points in his sleep and score in his sleep. That's how good he is, right? But he got, you know, he had injury issues with the, with the illnesses, and it just seemed like he sort of lost his edge a little bit partway through the year, and the, this run he's been on has been absolutely incredible. I mean, the last 25, 30 games or, or so, it's been Likely phenomenal. Likely to continue to. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like, if he finishes 10, 15 points ahead of everyone else, to me, I would give it to him because I'm so split on all the other guys. Yeah. It just goes back to McDavid every time, like Kopitar, the, Hall, McKinnon, Malkin. Who am the, I missing? There's a few guys yeah. missing in the mix right now. I mean, there's... Giroux, I guess you could throw Giroux, Crosby, I guess. Ovechkin, all these guys, yeah. like... I just don't see any of those Wheeler. guys running away with it. Yeah, Wheeler. Yeah, I don't see any of them running away with it. No. So everyone should have McDavid in their five somewhere. Maybe it's enough in the end. I don't know if it will be. I look at a tweet by EJ Erratic from NHL Network. He said he would have seven to nine guys ahead of McDavid. I'm like, okay, what? sure. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so we'll Sorry. see what happens. I laughed <laughs> yeah. openly there because that was funny, EJ. Who's, who's a very smart hockey yeah. guy, but, guy, by the way, but I don't, I don't agree with that. That comment, but when when you look at the list, you know, with the Jets, how many games would the Jets lose without Wheeler? They might lose a, a couple. That's still a pretty good roster. I love Wheeler. I think they'd be they'd be right where they are without him. They've shown yep. through injuries, they've been able to get through a lot of things. Malkin, you know, that might affect the Penguins more than you know the 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 you know having Wheeler out of the lineup for the Jets. But still, I go that's a pretty that's a pretty good team. So my criteria is being blown up in my face here, and I probably would vote McDavid right now. Yeah, so I, I, that's what I mean. I don't even know what my criteria is. I don't know this. I'm just watching McDavid do his thing, and it's very impressive right now. And I think in the end, other people around the league might see that too, and we'll see what happens. By the way, Bernie in Nova Scotia says he would sign Kovalchuk. Well, yeah, I would love to sign Kovalchuk. Oh, I would love him too. too but. We wouldn't be talking about Vanek <laughs> today if we thought there was a chance that the others could sign Kovalchuk, Anash, or a JVR, or someone like that. It's just cap-wise, they can't do it. He's going somewhere in the east. Yeah. That's my feeling. But if, like, Kovalchuk, to me, if you could sign him, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, there you go. Problem solved. A lot of problems solved. Power play would be solved, in my mind. The one-timer, just everything would be beautiful if Kovalchuk would sign here, but uh, I don't see it happening. It's 124 at Edmonton. We need to take a timeout. We're late to the break. We'll get back with uh, NHL today.
When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Milan Lucic from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Ched. 126 here in Edmonton. Brendan Ulrich with you. Dave Campbell behind the glass as well. We're going to get to NHL today here quickly, but two quick text messages. Julie says, who at Ched Radio actually gets a vote for the Hart Trophy? I don't think anyone here does. I know uh, Bob and Jack are employed by the Oilers, so they would be uh, that would be biased opinions because you, you know both of them would be voting for McDavid uh, if they had a chance. I know Mark Spector has a vote, and he appears on this show every Tuesday. So, Julie, get at Spec if you want McDavid to uh, win the Hart Trophy. Tweet at him at Sportsnet Spec. Dave, this one's for you. Nobody can score in their sleep. Come on, man. You would cut up your my pillow wearing your skates to bed. <laughs> that's pretty funny. I think that's from Topher as well. All right. NHL today, four games on Tapple Blast. Through this, brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. More than just sportswear, the Panthers in Toronto tonight. Henrik Borgstrom skated with the Panthers today. He won't play tonight, but he could make his NHL debut tomorrow in Ottawa. The Panthers remain three points back of the Devils with two games in hand. The Capitals hosting the Rangers tonight. Shane Gersich will make his NHL debut for the Caps. He played with uh, Drake Kajula on that stacked in North Dakota team in 15-16. The Golden Knights hosting Arizona. The Flyers at Colorado. The Avs a point back of the Ducks for a wild card spot. Watch McKinnon tonight. will go out and get three points, and he'll be back in uh, the MVP forefront. Maybe he's the favorite still. I think right now it's between McKinnon and McDavid to me. The Boston Bruins, by the way, signed Sedano Chara today to a one-year, $5 million extension. The Condors play in San Diego tonight. Tyler Benson had a goal and assist and a 5-1 Giants win over Victoria last night. The Giants lead that series 2-1. Tonight, Spokane and Portland play in Game 3. Kyler Yamamoto has one assist so far in the series as a Spokane looks to take a 2-1 series lead there. Also tonight, Swift Current and Regina play in Game 4 of that series. Swift Current leads 2-1. Stuart Skinner has stopped 103 of 106 shots through three games so far in the series. That's NHL Today brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, more than just sportswear. 129 in Edmonton. We'll take a time out for the 130 News with Eileen Bell. When we come back, we'll talk with uh, Joe Haggerty out of Boston.